sitting down. Oh, I can't really see you, Alto. Sorry, let me come back a little bit. I am sitting down um, because I like to debrief after a performance. And uh, when I taught at Mount Eden High School, whenever I got the chair, the students would go, oh boy. There we go. They, they were either in trouble or they were in like really good favor. But you're not in trouble at all. As a matter of fact, I don't think I have ever been as proud of a choral performance as I was on Friday night. Um, and that was bolstered by a couple of things. First of all, the, oh, the uh, Paramount Theater staff, the stage managers, stage hands, some of the orchestra members, all came up to me, emailed me, and many said that was the best they had heard the chorus in many, many years. Um, and then, of course, Jerry Lynn Johnson was just gushing over the chorus and how well you did, and how well you took her direction. We only had one rehearsal with her, but really, I heard that in the performance. We really adopted that direction for dynamics and character and diction placement. Uh, I also read a review about us, and the only reason I didn't share it is because it was a little bit too critical of the orchestra. Um, but the chorus, and literally one line said, but the chorus, that's wonderful. And I thought, okay, well that's, Great, but you know, maybe be a little happier than everyone. I don't know. Um, so, it, all to say, I'm just so proud of you all. I, I thought it was a wonderful performance. Chris, you said you were in the audience. What did you think of it? I thought it was like a big locomotive train. I just couldn't believe how much power that came out of that box. That small choir. <laughs> From beginning to end, I was just thrilled. Yeah, I've, I've had so many compliments and emails and um, yeah, I, I think from where we were to where we came, it was just thrilling. And to know that there were people in that choir who had only sung with us for a few rehearsals or had never sung in a choir before and just joined, like, that's just thrilling. You're singing Stravinsky. Like, this ain't no character music. Like, this is hard stuff. So, so bravo. Karen. You were really interested. After the concert, my husband said the same thing as the reviewer. Yeah? The chorus was fabulous, but he wasn't so sure about the orchestra. That's, yeah, that's what I could. It's a shame because I thought the orchestra did well. I was actually standing backstage and I heard the Margaret Bonds piece. I heard um, the, uh, oh, what was the, you have the right to remain silent piece, did, which I thought was wonderful. They had a theremin player. It was so good. I don't know the theremin player, but he was just making these crazy sounds and with the yeah. clarinet player. It was just really thrilling. So I thought it was overall a very successful performance. I'd love to open the floor for your feedback, for your takeaways from the performance. Uh, don't let it be all positive. You know, you can talk about some of the things that we can work on for the future. I think I saw your... Yeah, I, I, was, I was in the um, first row of the balcony and I, I thought y'all sounded wonderful. But I also thought that the orchestra sounded really good, and I thought it was a, a nice mix of stuff. I thought it was a great concert. Yeah. Unlike Karen's husband or the reviewer, but. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a nice mix. I think it was a good um, uh, diversity of repertoire and overall in the programming. Liked, I mean, I can't really tell, but I quite like the conductor. Yeah, yeah. I, I see, you know. Very nice. Very, I saw her score, and I mean, she taught me how to mark my scores just by looking at that, how she marks things and stuff, too, so wonderful. Yes? Okay, I um, had to miss the concert because I was in Europe for four weeks. Welcome back. Oh. <laughs> just throw that in there, right? Yeah. I, 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 but I was back on 
saw you guys and heard you guys, I said, you've really perfected what you know we started back in September. And it was awesome. I was so proud of you. Oh, thank you for that. And I have to say that the size of the chorus was smaller than it's been in the past, but it sounded so strong. Yeah. So, I would also attribute that to the new microphones in Paramount Theater. But I do think we, we really showcased our dynamic prowess and, our, and our, our, our professional sound there. So thank you for that. Anyone else? Yes. Do you know if that conductor is in the running for mm -hmm. yeah, uh, the Yeah. I can be open about this now. Um, the conductors in the running are Jerry Lynn Johnson, who we worked with, uh, Kalina Moval, who will be doing the January performance, I believe. And I don't know about the third one. I think it's Cedric Armstrong, who we're working with in February. I just had a meeting with him yesterday, actually. So excited to work with the choir. Also, his first time working with the chorus, but he's like just so excited for it. But I think those are the three candidates right now. There was a conductor from last season who you all did the Chichester songs with, uh, Holly, I forget, Holly, Holly Cho. Um, they recently got a placement for a different orchestra. So they were in the running, but just signing and whatnot. Yeah, perfect. So at the end of the program, got my stuff together, heading out the stage door to head home, and there were several of the orchestra musicians out there, and they were talking about how much they enjoyed the work, how much enjoyed working with Maestro Johnson. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it too. I think there's, you know, everyone has an opinion on leadership when it's on the podium, but I think as far as her interactions with the choir, I felt she was very informative, very knowledgeable. Um, there have been times where I have had to step in to kind of explain things from the conductor who may not be so choral specific. She was so clear. She was so clear. I could just listen, I could just sing with you all, and that felt good. For me too, Charlie. So I think that the fact that she had less <clears throat> experience with uh, choral music turned out to be a plus because you were able to help her to do it. And the way that the two of you interacted at that rehearsal on Tuesday was amazing. And I think that she learned a lot from you, and you learned a lot from her. And it was it was clearly a um, a, a relationship that was clicking and where you were able to just hand off and you'd do some of it and she'd do some of it. I've never seen anything like that before. I, I, I think it was really, um, so she has you now to help her to learn the, uh, how to do choral music and she picked it up really quickly. She did. She had some very clear ideas about who the narrator was and what they were trying to convey and how it should be sung. So for somebody who didn't know choral music, that was really impressive. That was preparation for sure. I could hug you for that comment, honestly. <laughs> I, I was a little nervous as far as how much is appropriate to engage, um, but she just opened the door to make it comfortable. Actually, Phil and I and Phil's wife and my sister got to go to a bar with her. Was that Tuesday or Wednesday? It was Tuesday night. And we really got to meet her, you know, off the podium and connect with her. And um, I think that helped strengthen just the familiarity between us and, and helped me to be comfortable working with her. But I, I appreciate you saying that because um, 
I'm learning from her as well. I'm going to be conducting the Hallelujah Chorus at Let Us Break Bread, and I've already told her, hey, I could use some, you know, score marking help, or, you know, how do you assign this, and how do you address this, so I appreciate that. Well, I worked hard on that, but the last three weeks I got COVID, and it wouldn't let me sing it. I couldn't recover in time to sing it, but I was well enough to attend the concert and listen. And I'm glad I did because I thought it was a wonderful choral experience and especially having rehearsed with the piano only, I got to hear the orchestra. There was so much more musicality with the orchestra yeah. that it was a wonderful experience and felt like it's really a blessing to be able to be backed up by an orchestra. Yeah, so, of that quality. Yeah, of that quality. And so thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, kind of to piggyback on what Charlie was saying, I thought that uh, Maestra came in, you know, with with command, but without a lot of ego. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. she was very flexible and humble and appreciative. She was, you know, not like some other guest conductors that we've seen. Talk about it. Talk about <laughs> it. No, no, no names. Yeah. <laughs> No names needed, we know. Um, I want to piggyback off of that. I'm going to open up a little bit now, so uh, if you'll bear with me. Um, it is hard to be a conductor. It is especially hard to be a black conductor. It is especially, especially, especially hard to be a black female conductor. And if you read Jerry Lynn Johnson's profile on her website, you'll see how hard it has been for her. She has won tons of awards, grants, um, apprenticeships, has applied for many jobs, but has been denied over and over again. So she started her own orchestra, a chamber orchestra in Philadelphia, which is still uh, running and successful. But this was one of the biggest gigs she said she's ever had. You know, she's never really had that level of podium before. Um, and so not only was it special to see, you know, that image and that identity on the podium, but I, I said this you know, last year, just how grateful I am to be a part of the Oakland Symphony Organization because they really do look to shine the spotlight on those uh, people that haven't had opportunities or have been taken away from them in the past. So um, just another plug to say thank you to Oakland Symphony for giving people like me and Jerry a chance for sure. Lisa? Um, to tag on to that, I, I Googled her. Um, and I saw a TED talk that she did, yeah. and so I really like kind of the community, um, community accessibility that she offers, and I hope that she would bring it with her. Um, and I think Oakland is a really awesome space for her to do that. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. And something we talked about in our our staff meeting yesterday. I don't mind telling you all this was, you know. Coming to Oakland to be a conductor, you can't just bring your vision and run with it. You have to understand the identity of the city. And that has to play into your musical choices, and your, into your personal choices, into, into many choices. When you look at Michael Morgan, you know, he was the grandmaster of pride parades, he would go to schools, you know, he made it a mission to be a part of Oakland. You know, not leading it so much, but just making that vision, you know, have a stage and whatnot. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Michael Morgan was born in Oakland, right? No. Right, so Washington, so he came here. He understood kind of his role within a larger context and allowed himself to adapt, you know, to, to better serve not just 
himself and the orchestra, but the community at large. And I think it's, it's an interesting thing to say about Oakland, that you have to keep that in mind, but celebrate that as well. So, good. Uh, was there a hand over here I saw? Oh, Karen. I just wanted to say, if anybody else uh, stayed, uh, came in early for the pre-concert talk, it was a fascinating interview with her. Yes. And it said a lot of what you just went over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She did a talk the night before as well. And I think, Charlie, you were there and a couple others from the choir, where it was kind of like an interview, I guess, in a way, but it was with a lot of musicians and we had dinner. And that was interesting, too, because I felt she was very honest and very vulnerable in that time. And there were things she said that some people were like, oh, I don't know if I understand or agree with that. But I liked that because it showed, you know, a commitment to identity and her own vision and way. And I think if she does become the designate here, I think she will go through that positive assimilation of Oakland that I went through. I'm from Philadelphia. When I came here, I was like, you know, I need to understand where I'm at more. Yes, I read books on Angela Davis. I read about the Black Panther Party. I made Lake Merritt my living room. You know, as far as like taking walks all the time and whatnot. So I think we're in a good place as a choir. Um, if you look around, we have lighter numbers for this concert, but honestly, I'm really okay with that because we have 50 singers from Cal State East Bay, 50 from Contra Costa High School, however many Terrence wants to bring from Open Interface because, you know, they just bring it. So I think we'll be fine. And we are, in fact, well, most of our repertoire will be full choir, but this choir has been asked to be the backup vocals for the song, We Don't Need Another Hero. Um, which Dan actually, the newscaster, is going to sing, actually. So he specifically asked for us to do that. Um, and so I will give you that music in two weeks, and we'll start working on that. But it's going to be really easy. I can tell you now the other two key songs are Proud Mary and What's Love Got to Do With It. And we're literally just singing the melody of the chorus for them. That's, that was a request from the artist at the front of the stage of the conductor. So we'll work on our classical pieces tonight. How many of you printed out your music? Okay, most of you, good. I do have copies of the Hallelujah Chorus and African Noel up here. Um, we have to get stars printed, which Simon is doing now. But the big one I want to focus on tonight is stars. It's not that it's hard, it's just that it has a lot going on. And remember, it has to be memorized. Hallelujah Chorus will be fine. African, or, uh, African Noel, pretty easy. Break red, easy, but stars, we need to spend a little more time on to make sure that's ready. And remember to be holding lights for that as well, too. So we'll practice that. But again, I'm proud of you, and I'm looking so forward to move forward with you all. Um, Monique reminded me today, because I had on my calendar that we're rehearsing next Wednesday. We are not. <laughs> that's the day before Thanksgiving. So we rehearse tonight, we take next week off, and then we come back, and we have two rehearsals, and then it's break bread. Okay? So. Very much in crunch time. Need you here for all three of those rehearsals, please, so we don't um, uh, 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 lose focus, okay? Would you stand, turn to a neighbor, and say, I'm proud of you? And mean it! I need to see the members of the chorus committee in that back room for a second, please. Sarah's gonna warm the choir up while I talk to them if I can see you in that back room. Everyone else stay here to look the chorus committee.
put your hands on your hips. I call this a power pose. It can also be useful for feeling your intercostals, which are the muscles that move in and out when you sing. Yes, my friend. Could you please take your mask down so we could hear you better? Okay. Thank you. Did you, uh, did you need me to repeat any of that? Pardon? Did you need me to repeat any of that? No. I can't hear you. No. Did you, uh, did you need me to repeat any of that? All of it. Okay, so let's put our hands on our hips. This is going to be a really fun rehearsal, so we might as well have fun in our warm-up. So I call this the power pose. You could also say that this helps you feel your intercostals. That is true, too. Those are the muscles that help you breathe, right? So, hold on to those. Power pose. Make sure your knees are, your feet are singers, hold on the heart, which is about that wide. Okay. Ashe, 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 Ashe,
Latvija! Ashe, Ashe! Ashe, Ashe! Remember, that's the whole song, by the way. Okay. Take out your hands. Take out your bodies. Move around a little bit. If you need a copy of Stars, thank you, Simon. They are available here on the chairs. Please pick one up. If you need, um, where is it? Oh, the African Noel and Holly, of course, are on the table. If you want to go ahead and grab those. And I'm going to ask you to sit by Debussy, please. So soprano one is here. Soprano two is here.
even darker. I'm hearing a different loop. I hear, hallelujah, which is how I call the California dude. And I hear, hallelujah, from some bases. I want a dark Dark seas right at measures. Eight. Last measure of the first page. If you don't have the same score, this is uh, where the A major hallelujah starts. Sopranos on the E, alto A, soprano on tenor C sharp. Hallelujah. Can you make the eighth notes a little more accented? Hallelujah. So they're more lines up, please. Uh, measure eight.
classic fugue in all of Baroque music, right? Like, you just know this very, very well. Sopranos, lovely high A, natural, beautiful presence there. We need to have a little more fugal form. Basses have the subject. When tenors come in, you get softer. Say big, you get softer. Your entrance can be stronger overall. And he shall reign for, think a little more marcato, a little more accent, a little more energy. That was lovely, surprise. Begin the feud again with more consideration of the voices coming in. And one, and two, and three, and And he shall reign forever and
wonder forever and ever. Ever close to ever. That's a great catch, actually. I hear choirs in both ways sometimes. I like it darker, and the reason is because the word is forever. The emphasis is the vowel before it, so coming back, I think the darker one will stick out less, so you can hear that kind of uh, shaping there. Good. Any questions on that? We'll come back to that in two weeks. You have to memorize that one, but be great if you did. Uh, let's do some stars, please. Take out stars. You will need pencils because I have lots of markings to give you for this piece. You can have a seat for now. depending on it. What else can we do? Uh, oh. Music feels dynamic. Yes. You see how many dynamics are written in here? It's clear what Eschenbach wants from dynamics, right? There's no worry about, oh, it's a forte. We know how this song builds and then decays. What else? Phrasing. That's the word I was looking for, right? When I read phrasing, when I read that alto line, I didn't say, I am honored to be witness of so much majesty. I said, I am honored 
to be witnesses of so much majesty. Think about that as we sing this piece. It can't just be vertical note, note, note. There has to be horizontal thread, horizontal motion, horizontal expression. Can we all be sopranos at the beginning and sing their first line? In your own octopus fine. Alone.
too low. I in the night. Everyone say, mm. Mm. Oh. 
so that the ah is already placed with the uh huh, and it's not ah, but I just opened the lips to form the ah. Okay? Can I hear sopranos, altos on the top of page two? Mm, ah. Uh, Sarah, question? Um, it looks like it measures from 
Yes, get catch there. And then you see how soprano twos take over the eons there. Yeah, let's work on that part if we can. So soprano ones and alto ones, you're on the text myriads with beating hearts of fire, but then alto twos and soprano twos, you go to old, and then the eons cannot vex or tire. Can I hear that please, sopranos and altos? Soprano one, or sorry. How's that gonna work? Yeah, soprano two, you're already getting that high note there. Soprano one here, and then all of here. Myriads. Yeah, my conductor, congrats. 
He's wonderful. He gave these markings as well, too, so very clear to watch. Uh, do the ah's again. Pay more attention to dynamics in There's lots of hairpins happening. We have to hear. That in and out motion. The top of page three, the first ah. Uh, one, two, three, and.
sopranos and altos alone, top of four, last four measures, heaven full of stars. Altos, heaven full of
sing your last note. on the bottom two notes there. So bass two's on the written A, bass one's on the D, and then the F sharp will be our other singers. Okay. Let's do that last page again, please, starting from measure 62. The OM, these are always OM, OM. A very clean cut off on beat four of that second measure, right there. No. 
Kuzinga Tibeto. Volunteer here to sing in harmony with me. Yeah, thing that you just did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the duet starts. We have two people going. No! 
just because the, the balance will be there. Okay? Same people again. Let's add the baritone to that. Because baritone, you see you have some text there. Do we you sing have Noel? Yes, you sing Noel. I got you. Oh, yeah. Noel, Noel. But then, it's the melody, basically. Okay? Let's hear everyone but the bass two on Noel. One and a go. Hey, mama, hey, mama, hey, mama, hey. 
Oh, wait a minute. 
ricochet or something. Hold on. Oh no, it's fine. Oh no, no, hold on. I'm gonna make a change. Uh, tenor, you're actually gonna sing the baritone line here. Because if you notice, the tenor and alto are double anyway. So all tenors on the baritone, I'm gonna try to call the high schools that too. And then all basses read just the lower bass line then. If that F is too low, you could jump up to the higher octave on that. That's fine. Okay? Tenor bass on your kanange? Just on page four? Uh, page four, it also happens on page five. Uh, I think that's it. And then it doesn't come back to that anytime soon. Can you hear that, please? The tenors here in the marital line. All bases on the bases you yeah. uh, Measure 32. And one, and.
going out in the next couple of days, asking for your, the great things you enjoyed about the concert that we did and, and, and improvements that you might have. So the course committee will see that survey, will compile it, will let you know what you said. But we're trying to use the electronics and the internet. So please, you'll see in a couple of days, it should take five, six minutes. Put your, put your data down, be nice, be nice. Be nice. There we go. Fill that out. And then on the 13th, our last rehearsal for this year will be December 13th. On the 13th, no, I'm sorry, our last gathering. No, I don't know. What am I talking December about? December 20th. No, no, no. We are. We are. We're meeting on the 20th, so I don't know what to say. But on that <laughs> last rehearsal, it'll be hot lucky. On the 13th. On the 13th. Let me clarify. I'm sorry. I love you. Oh, no. December 13th is our Let Us Break Bread wrap slash holiday potluck slash open rehearsal we slash we are watching the Rokeet together yes. that day. Uh, viewing okay. the Rokeet. Viewing, like we'll see a video of everything. So, yes. so bring your hats. And then the following Wednesday, December 20th, is also an open rehearsal. However, I fully understand many of you might be traveling, many might be available that day. If you can't come, you can't come. We've already invited schools and church groups to join us for both of those days, so we have to keep them. I will be here. We'll probably do some holiday caroling anyway, so if you want to come and do some caroling, join us that day. Got it? Okay, bye-bye. Your chairs away. Thank you. Uh, yeah.